Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit You're listening to Gamers Wanted, a podcast where we talk to gamers about how gaming influenced their lives. And I'm your host, Derek. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being on Gamers Wanted, Adam. Do me a favor and introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah, uh, my name is Adam Carson. I am 19 currently. I started off when I was 14 in World of Warcraft. I was a pretty decently rated rogue in 2v2s. I started coaching. Uh, ended up becoming a temp coach for Splice and TSM here and there. Whenever there was a, a coach I wanted to go on vacation, I'd come sometimes step in um, just for like one, two weeks here and there. Um, kind of evolved in uh, in a role where I kind of view, I guess, the esports world in a, a newer manner. As so I'm not a full professional player, however, I still get paid as one and uh, and, and respected and able to do the pretty much same things. However, I keep my distance. So, how did gaming fit in your childhood? Gaming fitting in my childhood that is pretty similar to to a lot of the newer generation the newer the newer millennium millennials um i, I watched my older brother starting from a, a young age um always always by his side when he was on on the computer uh from the beginning from beta actually on world of warcraft um i, I was pretty much following along with my brother uh going into runescape and stuff so being dragged into this whole new world of anything is possible. I can control it. Just watching my brother do it, it, it really kind of drags a, a little kid's imagination into that. So it's, it's kind of like a little joke. What do you think was the draw in gaming? The imagination. I, I, I mean, I just said it, but it's the amount of things you can do in your head is unlimited. So when you bring that into a 3D aspect where you're able to visually see it, like visually move and, and actually control that character so much more uniquely. And then also along with other people, you're, you're really having this unique world that you can dive into, become someone else, uh, enjoy these certain activities and kind of socialize in a way that you can't do in real life. It allows a um, broader perspective on things in a social way. Would you classify that as escapism? You can definitely view it as that. You can also, I personally view it as a type of therapy. I mean, at first, it definitely was an escape for me. Uh, I grew up actually in California. Uh, recently, there was the Gilroy shooting at the uh, Garlic Festival. I am from Gilroy, California. And there's a, there's quite a bit of gang activity out there. A lot of the schools are bad, and there's a lot of harsh things that go on. So for me at first, it, it was an escape. Get away from things I shouldn't be doing. Stop getting in trouble. Stop doing this. And so with my crazy mind and everything I was going through, kind of a, an escape was needed. However, some people do abuse that. They they do get addicted. They, they do go into that. But however, there's so much more to it. When using it properly as you would medication or as you would social things, if you do it right, there's ways where it can benefit you, keeping you healthy, keeping you active, 
your mind becomes sharp. Um, limiting how you view the screen can also even not even damage your eyes at all. I mean, I, I'm 19. I've been on the computer for hours every day, and I still have 20-20 vision. Did your parents mind you playing video games often? Not really. At first, it, it was kind of um, it's kind of a, like kind of a distraction to them. They they didn't really see much in it. We were kind of growing up on a farm. We didn't. We had one computer every time it broke, and we'd have to get a new one. Um, youngest of six, so I never really had much time. So, with each kid, we weren't all into games. There was only maybe one or two of us at a time that was into gaming. So it was never really like prevalent for them to say it's becoming a major issue. However, they did believe it was a, a large distraction. I mean, back then there there was no tournaments really. There was no uh, media around it. It was more of a casual thing. So as things progressed and um, I started getting free items from random people, they kind of saw it as a unique way to benefit from it. So they did kind of start supporting it once I you were able to prove you could do something with it. However, if not, you're kind of in that perspective of it's more of an activity on the side. Ah, got it. Now, what do you feel like you learned specifically from gaming? Specifically, I think I've, I pretty much owe everything to gaming. I mean, currently where I stand, I mean, like I said, I came from not the craziest of the best of areas. However, what I did with it is pretty much everything. I, I learned social like interactions on there. I learned pretty much everything. I mean, I have my, my mind, how I talk, um, my analysis, how I work through things every single day. I actually base everything off a video game, whether it's how I am communicating in business, whether it's how, how I'm conducting myself on a set. I do um, executive producing and film and TV now. Um, but that was once again, started by video games, the love for being in a role, having like this huge network. It, it's kind of the same as a company or whatever. Everything I do is is kind of like a video game. I treat it the same way because there's not much else you can say besides teamwork, effort, and I guess community. What negative aspects did you experience from gaming? I mean, the ones that I face, I mean, I spend probably eight to nine hours a day when I'm working on a computer. Um, I, I do sometimes get tired. Uh, if I have my blue light filter on too much, sometimes at night I won't be able to sleep. But everything that I find negative about technology, there's always a way to contradict it or kind of balance out the effects. It, it's, all, it's all science. I mean, it, it's technology. It's based off science. So if, if you're having too much blue light, you can't sleep, you're straining your eyes, there's glasses for it. Some are cheap, some are not. So everything I've kind of found negative, I've kind of been able to counter that. If I find I'm sitting too long, I'll, I'll go work out. I'll go pass a rugby ball. I'll, I'll go work out, do some martial arts, you know? Now we know the online world can be toxic. Do you feel like that's the nature of the beast? Or is there something that can be done to reduce the toxicity online? I don't think it's, as you said, it's the nature of the beast. I, I think it's the nature of society. 
uh, as you can see currently, I mean, one big thing that just happened was that Fortnite tournament. Uh, when Bugga won, there was actually a, oh gosh, it, it makes me mad, but in, on Canada's 24-7 uh, news station, there, were, there was a woman who was mocking Bugga by saying he was training and coaching and doing air quotes. And it really kind of put into perspective how people view gaming. They think anyone can do it. So when, when, when you have that stigma on it, anyone can do it. Yeah, you can. You can download. You can, you can go for it. But you have to put the time and effort. And when people don't see that, there's a huge influx of newer players. And if newer players don't know, I guess you could say, a silent etiquette or rules to gaming of how you interact with other players, how you're interacting in a game, a lot of things will get mixed up. And there's a lot of toxicity in that, where new, like higher skilled players who are pretty egotistical and they're just all in their own zone, they'll run into these smaller players and they'll just start roasting them about all these little things that they're not doing. So when that person who just felt a wave of toxicity gets better at those things that that guy pointed out, that's going to carry on from him to other people. So now it's kind of like a chain of toxicity. So I think when, when entering into a game world, expect that, hey, there are players who have been here longer and there's these toxic players, if you're ready for that, you can avoid it by saying, hey, look, dude, I respect your skill. Um, I understand you're upset at this time because video games can be angry. It's, it's triggering uh, every, like more parts of your mind. I mean, you're using your whole entire head into this game, your brain. So when you're triggering these emotional things, you can get attached um, to specific things. I mean, even look at pro players, they, they'll have angry moments on stage, but they're not going crazy. They're not raging at other people too much. Um, it's usually self-contained. Um, and so everyone, I think everyone goes through those, those toxic moments. I think it's just a matter of how you control it and how society, the, the new influx of society will, will handle that. Do you think children and adults should be playing together online? That can bring quite a few issues, but it also can take away a lot of issues. Obviously, people are going to be, oh, you shouldn't be talking to strangers online. It's a little kid and some older guy. You don't know who the other person is. And there, there is that scare, but in a sense, it, it can be good and can be bad. I mean, I've personally met actually people over 40 who I actually have coached some of them, and they have coached me back i have gotten really good tips not just in game but for life when you when you meet more mature players and you you learn different things you learn different perspectives and when you meet younger kids you'll see a whole new wave of styles that a game hasn't been played in so you're learning all these things in and out of the game that are beneficial However, there, there are the things where parents are like, oh, there could be creeps, there could be that. There is that. There isn't that in every single day. There's that on social media. There's, there, that's everywhere. I mean, we got R. Kelly locked away. Like we, <laughs> there's everything, you know? There, there's going to be that everywhere. I think it's just a matter of, like I said before, the etiquette of online gaming should 
be promoted. The stigma of games should be should be corrected. And I think while doing that, we'll actually clean up the scene of gaming a lot better, a lot faster. And there will be more, I guess, attention to the things that go wrong politically in in society's view on gaming. And and that'll that definitely will help the um the view on general esports as a whole in the world, I think. Do you feel like internet played a vital role in the benefits that you've gained from gaming? I don't think I would have benefited at all. Where I was at the time, I, I really didn't have any access other than my house. I I was not unable to go to friends' houses. I was unable to really travel at all. I mean, only recently I've actually done one or two lands um, that were actually decent. Um, but it, it's really it's really hard to say. I mean, in some areas there are internet cafes and Starbucks. I never had a personal computer, so I definitely don't think where I was, um, I would have been able to do without internet. However, on the contradictive side of that, I have <laughs> one friend who who I, I don't think he wants me to name him. Um, we play Paladins together. He's 17, turning 18. Crap, two weeks from now? I think his birthday is two weeks. He's turning 18 in two weeks. And he's excited for it because of a contract I was able to land him. And he is, he well, he was able to go to Starbucks and pay someone online $5 an hour to use their computer for gaming. The other guy, I, I don't know why he wanted five bucks an hour. He, he was a really nice guy. He was a bit older. He didn't really, he wanted to socialize. So he was meeting with the younger generations to talk about the newer generation. It was this kind of this little community thing that they're doing. And this kind of grew up in like this smaller, this smaller project. Um, and it never really went too far, to be honest. However, it, it still is a smaller community. Um, that my friend was able to uh, go from, if you know the ranks in CSGO, he was able to pull off one of the lowest ranks in silver up to about Supreme, which is second to highest rank, under a month of training. He put, he, he saved up, I think, a year's worth of allowance once he found this guy and trusted him and they built a, 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 a healthy relationship that's professional, they saved up money. They started working together. And when, when he started getting bigger and well, more well-known in, in his little area that he does, he would, I guess, in a sense, really just reach out back to that guy and talk to him and they would business, like plan things together like almost business partner wise and just, just to use internet and a laptop and they would share money, share it, share this and that just to promote themselves again. It, it was really quite cool to see. Interesting. And in your adulthood, do you ever see yourself not gaming? Absolutely not. I will. I don't think I'll ever stop gaming. I believe that it is actually healthy for me. I believe that with, the things that I have going on with me and in, I mean, I guess the best way I could put it is everyone's a little bit different. 
it might not fit in some people's schedules. Some people might actually like to play Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, I do. I, sometimes I prefer to stay away from the computer. Sometimes I'll wake up, not even want to touch it. I'll, I'll just go outside and go for a run, go, go do that. But I, I, there's definitely massive benefactors to staying on the computer just to play a few games a day. Even if it's just one, even if it's just two, it stimulizes the brain. It's really, really pushing your, your, the, the speed at which you make choices. The, the amount of objects I can track, the how I drive. I mean, when I'm on the road, there have been so many times I've almost gone to crashes, but because I've noticed something, I've realized that I view driving like a game too. I'll realize, hey, usually a person will speed down this road. So when I'm pulling up to that road, I'll make sure to stop even longer roll down my window sometimes and see if I can hear like a street racer in car speeding down that I might not see. And there have been a few times when I've done that and it has actually saved me and my car from getting in a wreck because I've noticed that in games, I'm like, Hey, usually there's a person there instead of turning a corner <laughs> and shooting. I'm just looking down the road and it, and it really does help. So I think as long as I'm keeping my mind active and really pushing to benefit from it, I think I'm going to be okay to keep doing this as long as I want. What advice would you give to parents that still think gaming is a waste of time? Keep your kids in check. And, and by that, I mean, let them play, but also restrict the time. A lot of people don't or wouldn't really want a life in gaming. They don't understand the stress behind it. They don't really... Uh, understand too much so if your child is interested in gaming let them play for a few one two three hours a day something to stimulate their brain get get their brain tired i mean especially before bed i mean if your tv or your computer has a blue light filter which takes all the blue light out of or not all the blue light but majority of the blue light out it kind of tints it orange but you'll get used to it but it, it helps allow your brain to calm down and get ready i guess it, it, it's like going outside at night you see these warm nice colors really peaceful sometimes you'll, you'll even fall asleep i mean heck i'm 19 i've passed out on the bench looking at a, a really nice just sunset with my girlfriend it was quite an amazing time actually but <laughs> i i'd say keep your keep your kids in check make sure that they're not being unhealthy with it. I mean, as a, as professional gamers, you have to work out. You have to keep your body healthy. You you can't be just sitting around a lot just for nothing. So definitely keep a healthy balance of things. And I think you will see a, a benefit to it. Um, whether it's social interactions or creativity or imagination, there there's always something your kid can pull out. Adam, how can the listeners connect with you further or even game with you online? Oh, well, in game, I currently only really play Paladins right now. Um, that is usually the main game I coach and teach. Uh, you can add me on there at Extrodeus, E-X-T-R-O-D-E-O-U-S. Or you can find me on Instagram, Adam Carson Official, um, or just email me, adamcarsonofficial at gmail.com. Well, thank you, Adam. We appreciate you being on Gamers Wanted. Yeah, thank you for having me. You've been listening to Gamers Wanted. 
you want to share your story on how gaming has influenced your life, please contact us. We'd love to have you on the show. And if you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to like it or share it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.